joined by Darren um, and we're going to be talking to you in episode two about researching law firms um, and how you can start to think about what law firms you want to apply to um, when you're applying for a training contracts. So hi Darren. Hello, hello. Yeah, so as, as Chloe's introduced, this is sort of the next step following on from our last episode, which was what to do in your first year. So I think researching law firms is, a, is something I did in sort of the summer between my first and second year. Yes. That's when I started it all off. So I think these episodes are going to work quite nicely as sort of a, a timeline. Mm. And that's when I sort of began my journey thinking about um, where do I want to apply to, what firms, what area, all that that sort of stuff. So I think Chloe and I today are going to take you through our different methods of how we went about that. Yeah. Um, both of which were thankfully successful, but we yeah. did take different approaches, which I think is really nice for for listeners to sort of think about how they want to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, as Darren said, this is sort of, you've done your first year of uni and you're now in the summer between first and second year. Now you can relax a little bit, yeah, <laughs> you've yeah, just yeah, done yeah. your exams, but it's sort of t- time to start thinking about what law firms you're going to want to be applying for. Um, this is a bit unique with law um, because you tend to apply for your job and the end game, so your mm. training contract, um, in this this in the second year of your degree yeah so law firms do recruit two years in advance um so your tr- your main aim really is to try and um, apply in this second year um to secure your job then so that you can go straight from undergraduate to postgraduate and then straight into a job obviously some people don't want to apply in the second year or can't because of circumstances mm. and that's absolutely fine but it's just what most students like to tend to do yeah absolutely I think the, the, the thing I'm going to say before we start talking about any of this and moving on to sort of training contracts is um, don't necessarily think you have to get a training contract no. from the first application cycle. Um, Chloe and I are obviously we work very hard, but we're also very fortunate that we did secure training contracts in our first cycle. A lot of people, it, it, it takes a few runs, it takes mm. a few goes because it, it's tough, it's competitive. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so don't put that huge pressure on yourself that I need to secure my training contract at the very first stage. Otherwise, I'm no good. It's it's absolutely not true. Um, I think the average qualifying age of a solicitor is 29 or, th- or 30, I think it was recently. Um, so if, like us, you're sat here in your very early 20s, don't panic. <laughs> or if you're a career changer, also don't panic. There's there's no right age or time. No. Um, just do what works best for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so let's start with sort of where to start with research in law firms. Now, I think research is always going to be very broad and you can always be attacked in multiple ways. And as Darren kind of mentioned at the beginning, we both used very different um, methods for doing this and there's no right or wrong way. So you might hear what we've done and think, oh, I could do that. Or you might think that doesn't work for me. I'm going to do it a totally different way there is no right or wrong Mm. way that's the main thing to say with this um but we're going to talk you through some of the resources that we use some of the methods and the process and some of the other little bits we did along the way um to to sort of research our law firm so darren do you want to start with sort of how you you've sort of tackled this yeah so i think in my first year i was (laughs) in the nicest way to me a little bit clueless to be honest i remember (laughs) Yeah, and I know Chloe's going to chuckle at this, <laughs> sitting in one of our classes and I turned to Chloe and I went, 
Chloe, what, what even is a vacation scheme? I had no idea about a lot of things. Um, and that's absolutely fine. So I think after my first year, it really was sort of chucking myself in the deep end and going, right, you need to sort of work out what you're doing and where you're going. So I think my starting point, and there's no sort of paid partnership here. I just really love this little handbook. It's the lawcareers.net handbook, and they do them every year. Um, a lot of campuses have some physical copies, but you can just find it online. And what this handbook is, is it discusses pretty much every single practice area in law. And it has a comprehensive guide of all the law firms. I think it's England and Wales. It may be the UK, but don't don't quote me on that. But it's definitely England and Wales. And so that was my jumping off point. I sort of sat with that book and went, right, what do I want from a legal career? I knew I wanted to move to London. I knew I wanted to sort of work for a commercial firm, but I didn't quite know what practice areas I was looking for. So that was my starting point, flipping through that. And I started sort of highlighting the firms that were sort of meeting those criteria. And from there, I sat down and I thought, right, let's actually write down a list of what I want. And I, I physically did this. So I went on Word and I made a little list of I want a career in London. I want this sort of salary range, but I'm not salary won't be a huge sort of deal breaker for me. I want the firm to offer these areas of law. I want an international secondment to at least be offered. And I, I popped down all those factors. And then from there, I could go back to that sort of book and other resources and begin making a list of firms. Um, that was my jumping off point, really. Do you want to sort of talk about how you sort of went from your starting point, Chloe? Yeah, so as Darren said, I was pretty clueless um, as well. Um, I think what I, the, the technique that I chose is I booked a careers appointment um, with our career service. So as we've mentioned at ULaw, um, they have a designated careers manager for every campus who meets you in your first week at uni and kind of actively encourages you to get involved with them. And I'm sure other unis have careers teams as well, which and their, their job is basically to help you secure your job at the end of uni. So I booked an appointment with them, went along, had a chat about um, what I was interested in, what was important to me. So as Darren just mentioned, I think one of the most important things when you're researching law firms is to have a bit of self-reflection and make a list of your priorities mm. and what you want. Yeah. And there's no way you can really do this. You've really got to self-reflect. You've really got to think about, OK, well, what is important to me? And it's going to be totally different from me to Darren, from us to you. It's going to be different. So for me, um, location was really important. So I didn't want to move to London. I wanted to stay where I've grown up. So that was really important to me. Um, some of the areas I wanted to work in, I wanted um I'd started to think about that in my first year. So I wanted to make sure that the firm practiced in those mm. as well. So you know, your priorities are going to be different to our priorities. So that's one of the first things you have to do. But I went along to my careers appointment, told them all of this. And obviously they are the pros. So they have a lot of connections with the local law firms and with the national law firms. And they are able to suggest to me some law firms that might have matched my priority mm -hmm. list. So I came away with probably about a list of 10. And I sort of started from there. So I then started to go into deep dive into those firms because I knew that they kind of matched my priorities. So if you really don't know where to start and you think I just need a help in hand, I would definitely recommend reaching out to your local careers team as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
No, that's absolutely right. I think mm. when Chloe sort of said that sort of list of 10, that's essentially where I ended up as well. Mm. But I guess I took a little bit more of a long winded <laughs> route about it because I sort of went with that sort of book and other resources and sort of I think I had a list of about 50 firms. It's ridiculous. that I thought, yeah, you all look great. And then from there, I took that list and started whittling them down by doing a bit of further research or going on their websites, reading things, thinking yeah. actually they don't quite offer what I'm looking for. And then I came to that sort of list of 10. And that's a question I get asked sort of if I attend events things, you know, how many firms should I apply to? There really isn't a magic number, but I think Chloe and I both settled on about 10. Mm. Um, I think that's a really nice manageable number because you want mm. to be making quite tailored in-depth applications. You want to be able to know why you're applying to each and every firm. Yeah. So if you are sort of trying to do sort of 30 plus applications I'm not saying you're not going to succeed because there's no way of me knowing that but it's just you're going to make it more difficult for yourself so um yeah there's no magic number but 10 work for us and that, yeah. that's all we'll say yeah and also it's just really important to bear in mind that you know all of most of these law firms not all um the big submission dates for these applications is December January in yeah. your second year so you are going to be um studying it's going to be Christmas. Mm -hmm. You're going to be preparing for your January exams alongside doing all of these applications. And these applications, we're going to talk about it in episode three. So tune in for that one. But they take time. They yeah, take, yeah. you know, you've got to put a lot into them. So we found that number work for us um, with our other mm -hmm. commitments in life. But yeah, there is no magic number. Um, so once we had sort of our list of 10, 15, you know, ish firms we wanted to apply for, we then started to deep dive into a bit more research. And I just wanted to highlight some of the resources that I used um, for doing this. Um, there are so many and there are literally companies that are dedicated to yeah. and websites that are dedicated to doing this for students. Yeah. So I think Darren already mentioned lawcareers.net. Um, he used the handbook. They also have a website um, where they have sort of profiles of each law firm. Mm. Um, other great ones to check out are Legal Cheek. Yeah. Um, Chambers Student and the Legal 500. These are just the ones which I use. I'm sure there's so many more, but they tend to break down like a profile of each law firm, highlighting their key practice areas, the salary, the working, the regular kind of working hours, what a typical day might look like as a trainee. Mm. And it's kind of the best way you're going to get an insight into those law firms, despite actually going in and getting behind those doors, yeah. because you, you just can't get an insight otherwise really can you so these are really great resources and I would definitely recommend checking them out when you're doing your deep dive research yeah absolutely so yeah like Chloe said once you've got that list mm -hmm. it's about trying to use as many resources as you can to find a bit more about the firm and then once you've sort of done that try and then look at attending events with the firm and I think people often get stuck and they're like well they only offer open days once a year blah 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 well that that may be true, but I think Chloe managed Chloe and I managed to get around this is because a lot of sites like Legal Cheek and Bright Network offer sort of virtual events. So in that summer, Chloe and I um attended the I think it's the online Legal Cheek vacation scheme. Um there was a Bright Nook a Bright Network apologies commercial law internship that we both yeah. did. And these are all free to apply for. Um they let on I don't know if there is actually a a number of applicants they stop at but there was quite a few hundred people so it's, it's a really good chance you'll, you'll get onto those schemes mm. and you can do them from the comfort of your own home so there's no cost to you and that way you can interact with firms through things like that 
But alongside those, they do, they do online law fairs. Yeah. Um, I attended an evening with the firm Bird and Bird, all about their aviation practice, which is what I'm interested in. So that was amazing. But again, that was a free webinar that the firm offered. Mm. So there are so many things that you can get involved with. So once you've got that list of 10, it's then a good, really good time to attend those events, talk to the graduate recruitment and ask some questions. Yeah. And I think when you're in those events, try and find out something about the firm you couldn't find out on their website. Yes. It's a really good piece yeah. of advice I was given. So don't go onto these events um, and sort of ask how many trainees do you take on a year or or something that is generally you can find out with a quick Google. It's not the end of the world if you do, but try and find something out that's sort of unique about the firm that you could even pop in an application then. Um, I think Chloe will agree with me on that point, won't you? Yeah, definitely. And as Darren said, a lot of the websites, so in particular, the one that stands out for me is Legal Cheek. They do a lot of sort of webinars and online virtual events, which you can join, you know, after uni from home. And it's really about getting that foot in the door with those law firms. Um, you can also sign up to their mailing lists as well. So you can get um, sort of advertised when these events are coming up. And I found my diary the other day from um, when I was actually in second year. <laughs> and oh my gosh, there was just sort of events every other evening yeah. I was attending with TLT, Burgess Salmon, Mitchell Moores, all of the firms which I was applying for about all sorts. But it's just about, you know, preparing some questions as well when you when you go along so that you stand out you're not just sort of sat as a name on a zoom call mm. you can really try and engage and it also taking notes from these so I think when you're mm. then applying to the law firms if you can take the notes or the names of the speakers and weave that into your application again we'll talk about this in more detail in the next episode but if you can sort of name drop and link yourself to the firm and what you've learned from that it's a great way to do it so um yeah, and as Darren also said, law fairs. So Legal Cheek do online law fairs, um, but also your uni. So I know you law do national and regional law fairs mm. on their campuses. And I'm sure all other unis do law fairs as well. But that's a great place because they're back in person now since COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's a great place to actually go and network with these firms. Yeah. They often send graduate recruitment and trainees so you can have a chat to both. Um, and it's just a great place to go along and talk. And I remember me and Darren actually went to our first law firm when law fair when we were in first year. And we were so nervous. Yeah, we were we just were. little first year students. We didn't really know what to say, but we went in, we had a chat to people, and it's just about sort of making those connections and being memorable as well. So definitely take the plunge and go to a law fair in person if you can, because you won't regret it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember it might have even been in this classroom or one of them where we were sort of stood and we sort of had to give ourselves a little pep talk to go yeah. and um, get the confidence to go and talk to the firms. But yeah, it, it's really worth it to engage in those events. Um, and if you are at a virtual event, try. Sometimes there are just quite a lot of people on those events. But if you can pop on screen and ask graduate recruitment a question sort of with your mic and camera, it really does help you stand out and, and help you to become memorable. I think my other tip for this as well is after events if you have met graduate recruitment and you've spoken to them um you can reach out to them by just just connecting on linkedin and what i did is after events say with clyde and co i just message um the graduate recruiter at the time and just say hi you know thank you so much this is a great event kind regards darren so it was just yeah. a quick quick message that they could sort of read in a few seconds i didn't want to send paragraphs um but it just showed that I was engaging 
And hopefully when my application came in, I don't know this, but hopefully they could put sort of a name to a face. So um, I guess this is what this is what it's, it's all about, really, is just sort of helping yourself stand out from the crowd. Yeah. And I think a few little tips aside from that is when you're attending these events, you know, it might be your first time. You might be nervous, but it's just important to remain professional because these are your mm, first impressions yeah. of the firms. And these are the guys that could be giving you the job at the end of the day. So just being professional, um, dressing appropriately, mm. things like that. Just you might kind of forget them, but it's it's important to make sure those little things are in check as well, because this is your first impression and first impressions do count. So mm. um, I think that's quite important as well. Mm. So, yeah, we've kind of um, covered off attending events and networking, the methods and resources that we use for researching our law firms. Yeah. Um as we said, this is kind of the next natural step after first year in that summer between first and second year that you will take in sort of mm. getting where you want to be. So a further point I wanted to mention, and I know Chloe both Chloe and I both have experience with this, is I often get asked um, sort of should I reach out to people on LinkedIn or people have messaged me asking for, you know, for a quick call to chat about something. And I think it's absolutely um a resource that's there and it, definitely use it. I think LinkedIn etiquette, however, is really important. So if you are going to reach out to a trainee or an associate or even a partner, um, firstly, have you know have you actually interacted with them before? If you have, you can probably be a little bit more casual um, and it's going to be easier to reach out to them. If this is someone you're reaching out to for the first time because perhaps they work at a firm you're interested in, just make sure you're structuring it almost like an email. So, hi, um, you know, my name is, introduce who you are, and then sort of why you're messaging. So, I'm interested in XX practice area because my job is this, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's all about really showing that personal connection. Because um, I have had a few messages on LinkedIn about people wanting to talk about Clyden Co, which have just sort of been very brief or not very targeted. Um, and it's not necessarily rude, but it just it doesn't really give me a clear picture of of why they want to sort of um, sort of nab half an hour of my time on a video call. So whilst I'm still a student, if you're reaching out to a lot of these lawyers, they are very busy. So so just bear that in mind. But I thought that's just a point to mention that LinkedIn can be a really valuable resource. Um, but just think about targeting your messages. Don't sort of spam 10 trainees at the firm. Um, reach out to one or two people that you really think can help you with with whatever query it might be, whether it's an area of law, et cetera, um, and, and hope you get a response. Um, and then the other thing which I wanted to add in earlier, which I completely forgot to add about resources. So this was sort of at the beginning of the, the podcast. One of the things I got involved with as an LGBT um, candidate was an organization called Aspiring Solicitors. Um, so they help people from various diverse backgrounds, whether that's um, BAME or, or if, if you have a disability or LGBT or anything like that, um, you can get involved with aspiring solicitors. And their aim is to help increase diversity within all areas and all levels of the legal profession. So I did quite a few events with them. I did um, a Pride event, which was hosted by Reed Smith. And I actually ended up then getting a vacation scheme with Reed Smith. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the other things I did with them now. I remember I did some sort of um, a few days internship, but it, it was a really great organization um, that really helped me. 
Um, and they also offer exclusive work experience schemes for members of aspiring solicitors. So they partner with things like Network Rail, in-house counsel, Barclays, um, all sorts of things. And that, that changes every year. So if you do think you identify with one of these backgrounds, just give them a Google. It's free to sign up. It costs you nothing, but it is going to um, help you by getting involved in all these things. Mm. And I'll, I'll hand over to Chloe because I know she had um, a point you wanted to add in. Yeah. So, um, again, sort of jumping back. Um, another thing which I think is really important to mention, I think which um, confused me and Darren when mm, we were researching, yeah. is types of law firms and also practice areas. So these are really foreign terms when you're kind of not well acquainted with sort of the legal sector and law firms and how they work. But there are lots of different types of law firms. So I'm going to attempt to sort of go through some of them for you, but it's a case of Googling them um, and getting to grips with what type of law firm you want to be applying to as well. So um, in the UK, you've got the Magic Circle law firms. So these are um, big uh, London, mostly London based law yeah. firms, and they're kind of the biggest um, in the UK, um, I would say. Um, below that, you have the city London law firms. So um, law firms like Bird and Bird, um, Clyde and Co uh -huh. are the London City law firms um, where Darren's going to be working as well. Um, you then move down to sort of um, your regional city law firm. So um, me and Darren, um, our local city is Bristol. So you've got Burgess Salmon, you've got Womblebourne Dickinson, which have big presence in the city there. You then have your regional law firm. So again, pulling from Somerset, because that's our yeah. local area, um, you've got um, Ashford's, you've got Mitchell Moore's where I'm going to be working um, and places like that. And then you move down to your more high street and boutique law firms as well. So it's really important to consider what sort of working environment um, and what sort of firm you want to apply for as well. So when we made our priority list, I knew that I wanted to stay regional. So I didn't even consider Magic Circle or London mm. firms. Um, but Darren wanted to move to London. So it kind of it depends what pool um, of law firms you're going to be applying to and what type, what your priorities are, I yeah. think, as well. And the other sort of dual aspect to that is um, practice areas as well. So often it's quite confusing because the way that law firms will brand themselves on their websites is different to the way that they actually work in reality. So on the websites, you'll have um, different sectors that they operate in. And this is a real marketing term mm. and it's not actually a reflection of the teams which they actually have and how the teams interlink actually within the law firm. Um, so it's definitely a case of researching this. So you'll often see that they might have like um, the real estate sector. But really, in reality, when you go inside a law firm, that's really broken down into a multitude of teams which work across a multitude of different practice areas as well. So it's definitely worth researching that and getting clued up about it before you go to interviews and do your applications as well. Um, pulling back to um, sort of once you've got your um, list of law firms you want to apply to, another thing which me and Darren did, which was really beneficial, was get involved with some mentoring. Now, we both applied via um, Grow Mentoring, which is a free service, um, but that you can also get mentoring through your uni. I know ULaw offer it um, and other universities will offer it as well or other um, sort of providers. So what we sort of did is once we had the firms we wanted to apply to, we applied to have a mentor each. And 
we 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 got them and yeah. they were from um law firms which we both wanted to apply to so yeah. darren had a clive and co mentor which is brilliant um, yeah. which was amazing i was applying to burgess salmon and i got a um trainee in burgess salmon as well and they gave you that really invaluable insight mm. into what it's actually like behind the closed doors of yeah. the law firm and they helped us with our applications we had calls before our interviews before our um you know assessment centers and things so i would really really recommend getting involved with that if mm. you can as well yeah i think the other just small point i want to add on sort of bringing back to where when chloe was talking about different types of firms um if you're just starting off on this journey don't be sort of drawn in by yeah. <laughs> um these these flashy terms or, or big offices really find the place that you're going to enjoy because if you're going into law you're going to be spending 40 plus hours a week with that firm mm. so you want to enjoy your career definitely um don't just look at big flashy salaries because it's it, it's not the end of the end of the game um but yeah i hope you found this useful um and please sort of tune into the next one when we're going to be talking about actually the applications to law firms so yeah brilliant thanks so much Claire.